It's time. The most listened to show on Sirius XM. The show that will change radio forever. The show that everyone will be talking about. The show starring the most interesting man in the business. Is not this show. This show is Mike Babchik and his friends wrapping up the week on Mad Dog Sports Radio through the mind of one sick, vile, deranged human being, and that's being kind. The week is over, and this is Mike Babchik's Morning After. Morning after. Now, here is everyone's Morning After Regret, Mike Babchik. Okay, terrific, and welcome to Mike Babchick's Morning After, where we listen back to Mad Dog Sports Radio's best commentary of the week, all the gold, on the biggest stories in sports and entertainment as Morning After continues to not take over the world. The buzz, non-existent. The show critically crapped on the show that is still here. For now, so you let me the love beloozer from Morning Man, the guy you know, and... God, you do the week that was in Channel 82 as you've been guzzling down the programming and you're a little hungover on this early morning, but I have the perfect cure for you. It's not more cowbell. Say it with me, my friends. It's a decent amount clips, of clips. Less clips. Some not clips. Not so many clips. Clip of Paloozas. We're joined by my friends, Eddie Erickson, the producer of Mad Dog Unleashed. Forever. And then there's Scotty Messina, the producer of Morning Man. And Patrick's Morning After. For now. Hall of Fame. Producer. Now. Whoa. Well, we <laughs> Do I will get to add that to my resume. You too? know what? If Absolutely. And when you're at that Hall of Fame, Hall of Fame producer Eddie Erickson, you know, when you're in that big ceremony, don't forget to download, subscribe, and follow <laughs> Baptrix Morning After anywhere you get your podcast. That's right, anywhere. Uh, I got breaking news on that, by mm. the way. The supply chain issue has now it's reached podcast level. There, there's just oh, no really? more bandwidth. Oh yeah. no, there's a supply chain issue with bandwidth, so you cannot download it anywhere. Wow! <laughs> so when Steve Torrey goes, you know, Mike, you're uh, the numbers there on that Patrick's morning after are a little. Low. Hey, Steve, supply chain issues, man. That's it. That's my answer for everything now because I went it's to the true. food. I went to the food store last week and I hadn't been in a while. My wife's been handling it as a, any good wife would. Mm-hmm. And I looked at some of the prices on things. I actually, I was stunned. Oh, yeah. I was stunned. Oh, it's great cream No wonder cheese. why you're shoplifting all over the place. Thank you. A package of Fritos. Oh. Okay, corn chips. Mm-hmm. Six bucks. Oh, and they're not even a good chip. A Frito's not even a good chip. Fritos aren't worth three dollars. That's it, Jackie. No That's corn it. chips. <laughs> We're gonna go into the supermarket potato chips. Oh plain. my god, I was making cuts left and right. I'm like, what? My- How much is a bag of baked lays? Oh, forget it-, it. Cream cheese is really out of control. Oh, it's really. It's not only just food. I went to Home Depot to buy a fence, which I actually carried on top of the car. I put it on top of my car, and I had to tie it down with rope. And then I drove on the highway, which probably wasn't smart. And when I was going 80 miles per hour. Did the, the wind get under it and start you, to lift it? You got it. You've done this before. It well, was I did with a mattress. Yeah. It didn't work It started much to lift and move, and I had to have my son. You know, I, t- I tied the rope through the window. I was like, Joey, you hold on to that rope for dear life. Like he was, you know, pulling it for the bus, That's for the it, bus man. to stop. And so we got through that one, but it's crazy. Lumber is like doubled in price. The guy's like, supply chain issues. Ugh. So when they call in the office, hey, That's these it. numbers, I'm going to say, listen, Patrick's Morning After is right next to cream cheese, lumber, and Fritos. Supply chain issues. It's stuck on a boat by the California Sea. I don't know if there is a sea in California. Eddie Erickson, I just saw you uh, very recently. You were in my pool. We had a great time. You oh, came over after a big a foul golf outing that uh, we had where while I was out there in the golf, uh, there was a big siren that went on. 
and they had a lightning strike, and everybody had to clear the course, and the ranger came out. It's like, all right, clear the course. And I was like, eh, me, Benny Boats, David Miller, and Wadsworth, we're going to wait out here a little longer. We played two more holes, and then the rangers came out with two rangers now, two of them. They brought us back, and we had a three-hour rain delay. We went back on the course. They drove my golf cart all over the place trying to kill people like Buckfell. And then a day later, I got a call that said I'm never allowed back. Now, Eddie. Yeah, nor should you be. <laughs> yeah, so usually when we're in a pool... You know, everyone knows how to swim, especially adults. You know, the kids you keep you keep half an eye on. But you had a buddy that, shockingly enough, was so drunk. When I say dead eyes, just dead <laughs> eyes. I, I thought it was actually impressive that he was on his feet still, even in a pool. Yeah. He wandered into the deep end. Now, you, you don't have, like, a traditional deep end, because I can kind of stand in your deep end. But for little guys like you, it's a deep end. Uh, you're he damn right it is. He wandered off into the deep end. We almost lost him. So I <laughs> did see you actually, you stepped right into it, man. You, you snapped to it. Boom. Rescued. You're a hero. Yeah, thank you so much, man. I appreciate that. But yeah, Jeff's Jeff's face was melting. Jeff, who he was using um, Ben Hogan's clubs, they were wooden. (laughs) The wood drivers. (laughs) The wood drivers. But you're right. His face was melting. Zombie dead eyes. And he actually was so drunk, he forgot that he didn't know how to swim and just decided to walk across the deep end. Started to drown. I had to reach out and hold him. Unbelievable. But I think you were right. You said, hey, the most impressive thing I saw all night was the fact that that guy didn't pass out. He was so good. Gone. At one point, his wife was actually holding him up. She's like, "Come here, <laughs> come here." I think that's actually that's like she sounds like that. Come she here, hey. come here. Hey. He, just, he was just wandering off, kind of drifting, and she just handed him another Modella and said, "Come here, come here, get over here." <laughs> she's uh, my buddy Jeff's wife. She's the one who, like she talks about the sexual stories, not in a good way. She makes no. sex awful. Oh and she's like, "I just banged my husband last night." We're like, okay. It's, it's like listening to the old Dice albums. Really, that's the only thing I can think of. It's so crude and graphic. Yeah, it's that's just- what it is. Uh, it was extra slippery. Like what? I don't. What's happening? It sounds like a it heavy metal song. It was rough. Uh, uh, I had him give me a good pounding. Okay, can you just like lower the hoarseness of your voice? It's just a little too much. No. I put him in headlock when I was done, and then he went right to sleep. Who's on top? This is scary. Now, what's not scary is Mad Dog Chris Russo. As you know, let's give it up. Today's episode is all about Russo and making it to the Hall of Fame. Let's go. Hey, Brendan McCaffrey's in the building right now, too. Brendan McCaffrey, you got to clap. Oh, I just got it. I, man, I Saturday morning. The, I'm a clapping the, guy. The Lincoln yeah. Tunnel. I can't believe, like, there was actually traffic. You made it, though. You made it. Man, Don Chris Russo is going to the Radio Hall of Fame. Eddie Erickson, is this good news for you? Like, is he going to be nicer to you, or is, I don't know, just another day that ends in Y? No, he's not going to be any nicer to me, but it's a good day, nonetheless. Well overdue. Long overdue. How, right. how you put one half of the duo in and not the other is a little, it's still mind-boggling. <laughs> it's very odd. <laughs> that is strange. It's weird. It's really odd. That is strange. It'd, it'd be like it, you know a team winning a championship and you give everyone a ring but one person for, <laughs> for whatever the reason. And not just, not just you know the 24th guy on the roster, like their four-hitter, the cleanup hitter. Yeah. If Seinfeld made it to the Television Hall of Fame, the show... But then they don't give Kramer a ring. Yeah. I mean, like, what, what do you mean? There's <laughs> big time to force him here, man. Well, the, the Yankees win the World Series this year, right? They give yeah. everyone a ring but Aaron Judge. Aaron Judge Just doesn't get it. Well, right. Get and Dog's the biggest star, but Dog <laughs> finally made it into the Radio Hall of Fame. And you know what was great? I thought it was really special that man Dog Chris Russo finally allowed Steve Torrey to come back on his show. Steve Torrey, the program director, and, of course, from Mad Dog Daily, longtime friend. 
and I, I do air quotes, of uh, Mad Dog Chris Russo. And Tori went on with Russo to share in the big moment of the Radio Hall of Fame. I don't think he's taking his gummy yet. I know he had his meeting with Cohen and the fellas at 11.30, which you can't stand. We should actually play. Why don't we do true. that? We got the old one when it's Kyle so walked in the room and he used the bad language and I got a little upset. You got that? You know oh. that famous sound bite? Was it famous? See if you can find that. Here's the tour. Famous. Who, uh, yes. That was when you were, you know, when you were just feeling your way and having trouble and Excuse allowing me? the station to go to hell yes, before, we, before we cleaned yeah, it up a yes. bit. Good yeah. afternoon, Mr. Tory. Yeah, wow, well, we wouldn't want the station to go to hell. Thank God that uh, others stepped oh, in, including yourself. Actually, it was going to hell when you uh, came on board as the um, what they call you. The ex- I think Mel's line was, "You're going to be the you're going to be the host. You're going to be the director. You'll be the producer. It'll well, be almost like you're putting your own movie together." Well, that, well let's let's be honest. That lasted I'm, about two months. Yeah, I mean, I'm a talk right. show host. I'm not a management guy. You are you are neither of which put us in a big trouble. Yes. But. Thank you. <laughs> wow. so here I am thinking wow. like I'm gonna I'm gonna nice like spend to some time yeah, kiss his nice, ass. Be uh, nice to me and I'm giving a hard time. Yeah, but the yeah. bottom line is Whoa. you folks, Steve Torrey had so much to do with the development of this channel, people don't realize that. Him and I were, you know, joined at the hip those first what, six months, eight months uh here at the channel. Still are, though, no? And then I drifted in uh purgatory with five hours a day and Steve was worrying about running <laughs> writing out uh, uh employee reports on a memorial. Memorial Day weekend, not knowing how hard this was going to be, but he has been in a lot of ways the life and blood of the channel. Good afternoon, Mr. Torrey. How are you today? Well, okay. thank you. First Good of all, intro. congratulations. And when I say that this is overdue, uh, that's got to be the biggest understatement oh. of the year uh, or the century, actually. Of I the mean, come year. On. The fact <laughs> that it took it? this long to get you in, and I don't want to harp on the negative, but, um, but you yeah, are. that's not. But you I know, understand but, but 39 years in the industry and everything you've done and the fact, you know, obviously you put uh, sports talk radio on the map Honestly. You know, with Mike and what you established over WFAN, which is an incredible feat in itself. And then, you know, to take it a step further, is there's, there's real, I was thinking about this today, and okay. honestly. I'm not, I'm going to not try to kiss your ass, but I will. Honestly. If I'm ever going to do it, I'll do it now. Honestly. And, of course, on induction day, too. But, you know, I don't know if there's that many people out there in this industry that could actually establish a national brand hmm. the way you have here. And, you know, and next year we're going to celebrate our 15th anniversary, which is pretty damn impressive. Yeah. And, you know, there aren't many, even like the greatest of, of radio talk show hosts that are out there. And there are many That's real you, good Steve. ones. But I honestly, I'm, I'm being honest with you, I don't know honestly. many that could actually start Seven. something up and, you know, capture what you've been able to capture the last 14 years, mm-hmm. honestly. And, 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 honestly. and you know, Seven. people don't understand, like, yeah, you were known <laughs> nationally to a degree. I mean, they made a 30 for honest 30 Steve. for you guys. Honestly. And you were known nationally with the help of the Yes Network with Simulcast Your Radio Show. But there were, Honestly. you know, a lot of people didn't know who the hell you were. And the Honestly. fact that you have now um, established this brand and it's a successful one is a credit to you. And I don't, uh, there's not many that could do it. So congratulations, well deserved, and yeah. I'm proud of you. I'm really am. Well, I, feel, I, feel, I feel good. Feel, uh, you know, excellent. I feel, uh, thank you, Steve. And you were very, very significant. You picked up with a lot of those phone calls in the middle of the night. And I, and, you know, you deserve all the credit oh, with the Tony's night. take because you're the one who came up with that idea to put, you know, one of the few you've come up with that idea <laughs> not in back check uh, you compliment. came up who, wow. who does a great job you now came up with that with clip. Tony's take <laughs> you know you gotta end with negative I knew there had to be a payoff there it's amazing Tory led with negative Dog goes all negative these guys are always negative even when they're trying to be nice and they have this sweet speech which honestly if I'm being honest was honestly a very good speech. Uh, Dory <laughs> said honestly seven times. <laughs> we get it. You're not lying. Hopefully so, Steve will make that same speech at the Chicago induction ceremony in November. If he does, will you think he'll be as smooth? <laughs>
We'll get him a teleprompter. Maybe that's it. We, we really should. We should get him a teleprompter. Then we should actually hijack the teleprompter. Right, honestly, 15 that? times. You, I could see Tori just reading it right down the line. Um, I'm a terrible radio host, and I... Wait, did I just say that? Oh, boy. Uh, who got that? Was that Babjack? Was that... Well, Eddie's laughing over there. Oh, boy, all right. And I know what you guys did. Maybe I'll see like I'm brain dead. <laughs> I, th- I mean, there were some oh. sweet things there, but how about Dog right at the beginning saying, you know, wow. listen, I'm not, a, I'm not a manager. I'm just a host. I mean, you're not either. <laughs> Whoa! <laughs> you're, you're, you're not either. Chris is not a manager, and putting him yeah. in hosting and managerial spot, big mistake. Yeah, I mean... Big I, mistake. I think they realize he that. D- Think about this. Chris, the manager. Let me tell you a few things about Chris. Chris hates meetings. Yep. Chris is not that organized in terms of daily planning with a show. He doesn't look at schedules, can't use a computer, Uh hates conflict, hates confrontation. Mm -hmm. Oh, what a perfect manager. (laughs) (laughs) This is a great idea. (laughs) Wow. Who thought of this? <laughs> really good idea. Not emotional at all. Not like off the handle. <laughs> no, that's that's pretty. Can't good, handle though. a real moment. No, he's a great guy. No, not like you can't like go to him and talk to him. And let, you know, hey, man, dog. I mean, I'm, I've I've had hard times here. Ellie, you'll be fine. You'll what? be fine. No, what, no what, do you, what do you mean though? My wife left me, and I'm 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 on the street. Oh, listen. And, and by the way, this is confidential, dog. Of course. Then three Next o'clock. Thing. Good afternoon, everybody. <laughs> Have a Babchick today, who was uh, divorced and dumped. Uh, Right off the street, he didn't want me to tell anybody. <laughs> I'm feeling goofy. <laughs> uh, so, but was but, <laughs> That's but, exactly what exactly. And then, uh, but we got a lot more important things to get to today. Now, Eddie, that was on Monday, where Mad Dog really did a three-hour tour. Three-hour tour. <laughs> Gilligan. It just comes. It just comes out. It just comes out. Yeah. Uh, but it was really like it was the suck fest. Of how great Mad Dog is, which you know what, it's deserved, right? He's had an unbelievable career. About time he got in the Hall of Fame, but I'm surprised he was okay with that. He's usually, he likes people talking about him, but he's still a little humble in a weird way. He knew knew that was going to be the day. It's a Monday in July, slow day, slow sports time. It was perfect for me. It was the one day that I could get away with. Now, we don't have, Chris, no guests today. It's all about you. Ah, That's that's usually my go-to line when I haven't booked anything. Yeah. (laughs) This one, it really worked. Yeah. How long can you keep doing that? It's, I've already run out. By Tuesday, by Tuesday, I was like, "Oh, we better do something else, man." Hey, let's make, gonna... No, it's like week three. Let's make it about you, man. This is oh, I would it's love unbelievable. To. No, by Tuesday, he starts doing this thing where he counts the hours without a guest. So now yeah. he'll go. Oh, that's six hours, no guests. Oh, what have you been doing? What have you oh, been up to? Gosh, so on the clock. Um, who was the most important person to wish him a congratulations? That like got him the most excited. That's a great question, Mark Jackson. That was a big one for him. He liked that. Yeah, he liked that one. Chris Christie, of course. The private ones were... I'll give you a good one. Now I sound like him. <laughs> what happened? No, what going, just happened? Oh, you're in the Hall of Fame. <laughs> That's what he does, though. He's like, I'll give you a good I one. Go listen to this that one. is you know just a good one. Did, listen, you know who reached out to me? Oh. Dick Ebersole. Now that is a, that. See that matters. <laughs> you know what? As you say that as dog, as soon as you go, dog, I'll give you a good one. I immediately don't think it's that good wow. because you put so much hype in it. <laughs> well, that was a, well, that was a good because he cares about an industry big time guy. That's what he cares about. He doesn't care about athletes, coaches. He'd be impressed with like if, like if a head coach of a team reached out to him, that would be he would love that. But like a guy like Ebersol, who was a giant in the industry. Television. From the sports, yeah, that that's a big one for him. Yeah, and what was bigger was that he called me. That was shocking. He had my number. Forget the news that they called oh. to congratulate dog. The real breaking news, because you know I have a whole big thing. You know how many people I've reached out to, and the response is, "Who is this?" Oh, yeah. okay. I guess all the times we spoke, you never saved my number. Okay. Mm. 
That's he called me and knew me by name. Oh, so that's that was, that that's was a, a really good one. Big now, feather in my now, cap. Knowing you, you'd be like, you know, I love what you did with the Thursday night lineup. I, <laughs> I do always try to slip in a great compliment. <laughs> like they need that. Isn't it amazing though that Dog gets into the Radio Hall of Fame because of his work on television? All right, give me a few minutes on that one because you know he goes on first take and now he's in the Radio Hall of Fame. You think there's a connection there? I think so. <laughs> We shall see. All right. Now, Eddie Erickson, will you be there attending it, and will I be there? These are big questions. I mean, there's no joke. Right now, we're trying to figure out how to get about 30 to 40 people there for the ceremony. So this is November 1st. This is in the heart of the World Series. Between games two and three. This is a logistical nightmare. Oh, wow. It's on a Tuesday night in Chicago. They're starting the World Series on a Sunday this year. Game two, Monday night, break then to the next city. In between heading to that city, we got to take a little pit stop in Chicago. <laughs> uh, this is this is all you're going to hear now for this the next all, one. All right, now we've let, already done all the planning. Now, Eddie, uh, let's uh, look up the flights uh, from L.A. Let's just assume that the Dodgers are in the World Series. And le- I want to know, uh, you, is there an early flight for me to leave to get to Chicago? I went direct. This is this is so annoying. I wish this, I wish <laughs> this was not really actually happening. This has already happened. It actually we've has. Already, we've actually gone through the, the seat assignments. Oh, it's right. God. Let's say the Braves make it. Uh, let's. <laughs> no, we got the seat assignments for the, for the dinner. What? That's crazy. That was great. Oh, all right. I, let's hope I'm there. Uh, I think I, I belong there. I have, I have put in a good word for you. Good. You and Evan are both invited. Willie, not. Breaking news. <laughs> Willie is not invited. <laughs> Listen, Willie, Will, what do you mean Willie loves the dog shit? Willie is not invited. He loves Swear that. He loves He's that not stuff. not invited. All right, so we're going to cover. Dog made a point of saying, I'm not inviting Willie. Well, d- dog's always about, see, like when I got invited to the 30 for 30, it was actually a little tough because dog's like, I don't know if you should come. You don't know anything about me. You you have to know me if you want to be a part of that and celebrate. So it's like you almost have to prove your dog worthiness to be invited to the table. Evan and Babs in. Mm. Willie Cologne out. Correct. And that's what you learn. Now, I wonder if on, on Morning Man, I gave some advice, you know, as you think about your career and all the hard work that Mad Dog put into it to get to the Hall of Fame. I think it was fitting that this week I said this. When the going gets tough, the tough ask for more money and get going. I'm going to tell my son that if something's tough, quit. Quit immediately and try to find something else where you make more money. I will tell my son when he comes to me with something like, you know, difficult, what do I do? Quit. Find something else. That's exactly it. And if Dog took my advice years ago, well, I no, he, no, maybe, I don't know. He did quit. Yeah, I was about to say, <laughs> kind of, right? It happened. Thank God he's here at SiriusXM. Steve Torrey put out a nice thing on Twitter that said he should have been in 20 years ago. Now, he's right. I know what he's saying. I understand his logic. But Steve Torrey, that's basically dismissing everything he's done under the Steve Torrey umbrella. That did dismiss everything he did under the Steve Torrey umbrella. And as the boss, should you be saying that? Should you have said his great work at Mad Dog put him in the Radio Hall of Fame? But instead he said, ah, you were already great while you got here, and everything you did after that kind of... A, a second career. Yeah. I'm proud of you, Chris. We had no. F- I remember those early days. No calls. My favorite bit was five at five. I think that one. We did five stories at five. Yeah, five Eastern. But it's a national show, so the five at five in California was a two. That makes sense. Oh my god, it was a five-hour show. I was working five a night- at five. I worked a night show after that. That was five hours. I mean, that was at midnight. We were drinking, but he had the five at five with the top five stories of the day. But hey, dog got through it. And who was the first board op in Man Dog Chris Russo's time here at Sirius XM? Well, it must be you. Well, obviously. Otherwise, why would I ask the question? Why would you? Ask- I was going to say Tom Cress. <laughs> 
But then I was like, well, that's, Why would just, I that's just stupid. Why Who would I want to talk about Tom Cress? These people don't matter. I only I only asked that because, of course, I did it. All right, we got a lot more to get to right here on Baptrix Morning After, including more sound on Dog, talking about the Hall of Fame. But first, pictures, homework, Poison Ivy. That's all coming up next right here on Mike Baptrix Morning After. Three Ps. <laughs> Welcome back to Mike Babchick's Morning After. You think your hangover's bad now? <laughs> it's about to get a whole lot worse. Here's Mike Babchick. Ah, uh, yes. Yeah, so welcome back to Mike Babchick's Morning After right here on Mad Dog Sports Radio, Sirius XM. Channel 82 is a recap. The week that was with my friends, Eddie Erickson, who was in my pool having a great time. Oh, I love Oh, you love that pool, man. It kept my skin on my feet, but I did lose a big chunk out of my knuckle. That was odd. <laughs> yeah, you did. There was another point where, again, I always feel like something's going on where I'm serving Eddie Erickson. Like, because, you know, you're in the pool. I don't leave the pool. I, I kind of appreciate a guy who, like, when you show up, you have a singular goal. You want to be in the pool and you don't want to leave. I and want. I like that when I go places, too. And I realized, like, at Willie Colon's house, I was Eddie Erickson. I was yeah. sitting in the pool for five hours, and I had Dr. Oh, Lou, who was my amazing. bab chick, bringing me food. And, and you I, are a great host, by the I way. Really, I, I Incredible, really man. I get a bad you kept, knock. You kept one eye on me at all times. What do you need? You good? You, you good? good? You need some food? We got pizza here. Let me refill your drink. Let me get you another drink. Well, oh, you're amazing. I, I like having Eddie, you know, keep up with me with the drinking, and he always, always does, and then some, and perhaps laps me. So, yeah, so what part of my, hey, let me bring you a slice of pizza. I brought you all the meats. Great. I was like, I got all the meats. Pizza that I didn't pay for. The great Heather Feather with her fake boobies sitting by the pool she paid for all the pizza God. but i brought i brought eddie a slice of pizza and then i you know i was walking away and and there was the famous eddie erickson clear the throat i mean something went down the wrong pipe okay. i right. turned the wrong way and eddie had his hands up hands up man <laughs> you don't want to choke I'm not, i have some sort of a bread allergy or something's going on where my esophagus just closes up in the worst times usually while chewing and uh <laughs> that doesn't work well so yeah. right away the hands up man you open up the airway oh the, the spicy relief the spicy salami eddie did a great thing too uh, my son threw a football right at my oh, head this was not a that good, knocked me like right in the all. face and eddie gave him like a father-son talking to it's like yo you shouldn't be doing that to your father i didn't have that conversation i don't like confrontation I, so I, I ran so, away i was so mad when that happened and i was pretty far gone at this point but that snapped me out because i saw you get hit and then i saw there was no humor there i finally saw you serious it was not a joke you see me walk away you didn't laugh you just put your arms down straight the face kind of went long no emotion you just kept walking straight to the house Mm. didn't flinch nothing i said joey get over here get over here right down took a knee next to me i go what are you doing someone tells you to do that to your father you tell him to go take a hike yeah that's family, man. We don't do that. That was Come great. On. That was great. The next day, he act, I was like, so. Be better. Uh, I said, so Eddie gave you a talking to him, and he goes, yeah, he did. Now, I looked at it more positively. Once I was done with the pain and the humiliation and my ears stopped ringing, I was like, you know, Eddie, it was a hell of a throw. Why can't okay. he throw like that in practice? He is one of the all-time great God. throwers and catchers in the pool. He's a backyard athlete. You know, he's good in the backyard. He's good in the mm. pool. When it comes down for, like, to show your true athleticism, He's a bab check. You're always good behind the scenes, but man, if he could throw like that, he'd be a quarterback. But boy, what a throw. Now, don't forget to download, subscribe, and follow Bab Chicks Morning After anywhere you get your podcasts. And I do mean anywhere, even if you're Kyler Murray during a homework assignment as he signed his big contract extension with the Arizona Cardinals. And then somebody leaked some of the details in the contract. And one of them was an addendum that he had to have an independent study four hours a week that he has to watch tape. Homework! 
for Kyler Murray, which uh, got me thinking on Morning Man with Evan Cohen, Mike Babchik, and Willie Colon. No, this has inspired me to present my wife with a contract, and I'm going to put in an independent study addendum. <laughs> so as husband and wife are now allowed four hours a week of film study all alone in Head Central Station, she can't bother me. Bethany, we're setting up a weight clause. There's going to be a weight in every week. Every single week you're going to weigh in. There's going to be a cooking <laughs> clause. You have to cook one hot meal a week. There'll be a cleaning clause. Clause where you have to clean once a week, every bathtub, every toilet, and give me a sponge bath. And four hours of sex with me a season. So that's just a four hours altogether, full four that's hours. a lot of sex for you, winter, though. That's the problem. summer, <laughs> spring. And you're winter, giving her $230 spring, million? No, she gets to stay in the house. She gets oh. to stay in the house. Yeah, that's <laughs> <a big laughs> lot. And she can do whatever she wants. That's, that's, see, now that's a woman. I don't know if it's worth it. Just sits there and scrolls on the phone. Come on now, do something. <laughs> My wife actually told me yesterday, she goes, you know what, I'm not cooking, I'm done. I'm like, done forever? No, just done for the season. I, I don't cook in the summer, so there is no <laughs> hot meals. And I was like, well, what? I was like, geez, that's, when was the last Jeez, time you cooked? She's like, yeah, around May. So you're out May to October, my wife says she doesn't cook. Okay. <laughs> it's too hot. We'll see how that goes. It's too hot in the kitchen. She made her final meal of the summer, and she's like, all right, I'm going to put dinner together. It's I noodles. Wish, it's I wish noodles. These stories were exaggerated. No. <laughs> you know what's up. You, you know, Eddie, when you were there, you watched Bethany. She did two things, it was my amazing. wife. And this is why we need a clause. First, she comes running out with me and Eddie are in the pool, like, and we were chugging. Oh, and like, she runs out, and she goes, where's Billy? Where's Billy? And I was why like, would she do what? This? And Billy's my two-and-a-half-year-old, and he was outside the whole time pushing a lawnmower around the pool. He's doing his own thing. He's swinging a bat. You're throwing the ball at him at the pool. And so I'm like, oh, he was outside. Well, where is he? I'm like, ah. Oh. And Eddie really got nervous, started looking around. I was like, where's Billy? Where's Billy? And I was like, oh, Eddie, she's messing with us. She got us. He's inside, isn't he? And then, Eddie, you looked, and you're like, no way. And you looked at Beth, and she had a big she smile. She laughing. Oh, my she God. Actually why pretended. would you want to do that to me? Why would, you want, why would a mother pretend like your kid was missing? Just a mess with her husband. Do you know the other amazing thing she did? And i I, I got to really clean this up. There was someone there who wanted to use her bathing suit. Well, yeah, that, that had the feather. <laughs> so, so you wanted to get her to lend a bathing suit to a guest, female guest. Yes. And her quote was, I don't want another woman's blank in my bathing suit. <laughs> and it wasn't even... It was graphic. Yeah, it was It was even more graphic than what you, you would imagine. Yeah. Okay? <laughs> we'll just leave it at that. <laughs> yeah, I'll tell you, she works blue just it was like incredible. me. incredible. Everybody's blue in the house. I work blue. She works blue. Wow, my balls I are, went... My balls are blue. She didn't want to share that, that area. And then this poor girl who would have got in there, and I, I was too oh, much. Of I course, kept, you were lobbying for it. Every three minutes. It hey, too obvious. Yeah, it's really you know, hot. hot. It's really humid out here. Boy, you know what's nice? This pool. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe we could get you in. Oh, you know, Beth's got a one piece. We could get God. you in one of those. And then another point, Eddie caught it. I'm glad you did. When Bethany was like walking behind me, and it's, you know, she, she's got multiple personalities. One minute she's like totally fine laughing. Next minute she wants to stab me, and she was running after me, and and I was walking away, and she tried to trip me. She stuck her foot out to try to trip me. So homework assignments for her. What do you think about Kyler Murray and the Cardinals, though? They put it in his contract. They want him to do the homework, and then well, Morning Men covers the story, and obviously the Cardinals hear all types of backlash, probably from Kyler Murray, who was a little butthurt, and his people, and they have since removed the independent study addendum from the QB contract. So now the Cardinals look even worse. I thought they looked terrible when they first put it in the contract and clearly they realized they made a huge mistake because now they took it out. Now who looks worse, the Cardinals or Kyler? The Cardinals look worse because they allowed this. They clearly, they knew this was going on. They couldn't get their quarterback under control. So much so that they had to put a clause in his contract. Yeah. 
That's embarrassing. That's the NFL right now. There's so few really great quarterbacks. I don't know if he's great, but he's definitely top half of the league that they had no choice. They're being held hostage by their quarterback. You're right. I mean, like, he is paid on the belief that he'll be a top 10 QB, maybe a top 5 QB, but how did he get here? Nessie, now I suddenly thought, how do you get here? He got here by not prepping, by not watching film. He didn't watch film, obviously, in college, because, I mean, this is obviously who this guy is now. Now we know it. You don't need to, though. You don't need to. He's that good, right? Johnny Manziel was great in college. Right. He's so talented. He's so skilled. He has great stats. He got this contract. They gave him the bag on the thought that he never had to prep, and now all of a sudden they want to put that in there. He doesn't look great, but there's a lot of NFL players, legends, that don't watch tape. Rob Gronkowski never watched tape, and I don't hear anybody criticizing him and not calling him a hard worker because the results speak for himself. Here the Cardinals, though, they put this in there. You're telling the world that you got a guy that you just paid all that money to that doesn't prep, and now you want him to prep? I think they look awful. Not a good look. Now, comparing uh, the tight end to the most... (laughs) important position on the field <laughs> well, you know. in terms of preparation. Well, yes. you got to know okay. the place. But okay. he's a gunner. He's a gunner, Kyler I mean, Murray. Rob, That's a big Rob, word. Listen, he's, he's, he wants to go out and freelance like he's uh, playing schoolball. Run around and just make things happen, and that can work sometimes. Yes, it can. But, you know, the defenses in the NFL are too fast. They're too smart. It's not going to work. Ah. You're going to have to study. you got to put the you know the pad down. I was about to say porn. These guys aren't looking at porn. They're playing nah, video put games. The, put the, I almost called it a joystick. <laughs> Your Game Boy. Put, put your, your Atari Boy. down. Put your Game Boy down. <laughs> no, you got to put the games down. He's got to figure it out. Put the controller down. All right, now, guys, I've been struggling all week long with Poison Ivy. I got Poison Ivy all over my feet, all over my legs, because I decided to put up my own fence while walking in Poison Ivy. When I do a project in the yard, I'm wearing a bathing suit. I'm not wearing a shirt because I'm jumping in and out, and I'm doing dips while I'm working. And I really thought I couldn't get Poison Ivy on my feet. I was wrong. But I did put up this fence, and I tweeted out a picture at Babcheck on the Twitter machine. And JT the Brick, Brick at Night, reacted to my picture of a fence on Twitter. I saw this tweet from Mike Babcheck, our famed morning host, my new fence. I put it in myself. Can you famed, tell? Famed. And it's a picture of Babcheck's backyard with a wooden fence, two-tier. That seems to be held up by chairs. I'm fascinated by the chairs. Fascinated. And a I'm fascinated line. by the grass. <laughs> Babs is fascinated with my backyard. He always says he wants to come to Backyard Brick someday. And when he does, there's going to be barbecue and foods. And I'm going to have yeah, sponsors, well, liquor I mean, sponsors oh, in my backyard for Babs here. Everything's a radio Very interesting. Bit. My new fence. <laughs> when, it, when it giveaway. So I just tweeted this Raffle. out at JT the Brick. This will be a topic on Babs' BBW show mm-hmm. morning after. Yeah. As I are. compare it to my backyard. You know, Babs is significantly younger than me. He's got a younger family. My kids and poorer. off in college. I have one more at home. My wife was not thrilled because all the towels that are in the backyard tonight the kids what the kids do at 19 year old kids is they Mm -hmm. get in the pool a whole bunch of kids use towels they don't hang them up they don't hang them over the chairs Mm -hmm. a bunch of towels are laying around and my wife likes to have a nice backyard when she comes home and it's very important a wife when they come home or a partner (laughs) a wife needs to see a nice home Mm -hmm. a nice backyard a nice kitchen Mm -hmm. and i think babs did a great job thank you this is the type of fence that we had a fight through in the Revolutionary War. When the British were coming and we were hiding behind fences, they were like this. This is like if you built a fort somewhere in New York or New Jersey in the Battle of Trenton or whatever, and the British were coming, you'd have this type of fence. You'd have a wooden brown fence, multiple layers high there to try to hide behind with your muskets if you were shooting over the fence there. I'm fascinated by this picture. So, yes, we just tweeted it out. 
And I can imagine Joey with the musket behind the lower fence and Babs with one of those three-pointed colonial hats behind the big fence uh, setting up an ambush Wow! in his backyard. Yeah. Well. So uh, stay tuned to morning after. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's pretty good. good. That, is, that was great. JT the Brick, Brick at night, baby. Um, There is three pieces of fence, which, you know, a lot of people are like, why? I'll tell you why. Because the big piece was too damn expensive. Yeah. And I bought one of the chain. smaller one, supply chain issues. And then when I went to the cage at Home Depot to pick up my one, the guy's like, how many do you need? Uh, I bought two. Oh, okay. So I had an extra one that was free. So that's why it's three fences on one. See, and I only put the fence up because I had to block my neighbor's tool shed. My neighbor, Ed, Willie Cologne called uh, my house um, Meth Head Home Improvement. So then we have Wilson on the other side of the fence. And I only put it up because he left a dead <laughs> rabbit on his horrible tool shed for two days, I think in protest against me. we got a lot more to get to right here on Patrick's Morning Afters. We're going to talk about getting caught banana boats and talking to yourself that's all coming up next right here on mike babchick's morning after the best meets the worst the best stories from the week recapped by the worst host on the channel this is babchick's morning after ah yes so welcome back to mike babchick's morning after right here on mad dog sports radio sirius xm channel 82 as we recap the week that was with my friends eddie erickson a producer a hall of fame producer of Hall of Fame Radio right. Man, Mad Dog Chris Russo, Mad Dog Unleashed, and then there's Scott Messina, Hall of Fame of Nothing, uh, the producer of Morning Men and Bap Chicks Morning After. Clearly, I had a lot now. to do with. I had a lot to do with it. You did. <laughs> uh, you got him through this a serious XM deal. <laughs> Not and, according and, to Steve Torrey. And before oh, yeah. that too, as well, Scott. That's don't right. you know the history? Saturday mornings at FAN back in '03. Yeah. Are you kidding me? Come on. That's <laughs> when he was doing it all alone. <laughs> you see? Sorry. Eddie. <laughs> See, come on, Scott. Be the big better. Richard Near, the big Richard Near lead-in. Boy, Dick Near. More people died during the Richard Near six a.m. to midnight <laughs> shift on the roads than ever before. There was an uptick. <laughs> a lot of people falling asleep. Now, don't forget to download, subscribe, and follow Patrick's Morning After anywhere you get your podcast. I do mean anywhere. Anywhere? Yes, anywhere. Go ahead, test me. Even when you're trying to get a little <laughs> sneaky peek of your wife. Even there, <laughs> anywhere, yeah. Let's. Uh, I'll try to do this as tactfully as I can. Okay. Good luck. So both kids got out of the house. Mm. We had a little alone time. Hadn't had a little alone time in a while. Mm. Hey, let's go down to the basement. Let's do it. Go down to the basement. I thought I could kind of sneak a little video. No, not to share. Just just for my own just for my own enjoyment. Right. Say. Okay. So you so, can. You're like Kyler Murray. You don't want to watch some tape. You know, you got Correct. a couple hours to, of tape. I, do I wanted to watch some tape. I wanted yeah. to study. Okay. So I put my phone down in a spot where I knew I could just grab it quickly. Left it on record. Okay. okay. You don't want to be fumbling around with iPhones and all Very that. Very interesting. You have it ready to go. Good strategy. No one knows what's going on. You're not fumbling. When you're ready, you're ready. The moment comes, no pun intended, and <laughs> I took my hand. <laughs> Again, we were we were uh, doing it Mad Doggy style. Okay? Oh, yeah. So... The Hall of Fame style. Mad Doggy style. <laughs> we did the Hall of Fame style. Mad Doggy so, style couldn't see what I was up to from that view. But she's very, very astute. She felt my left hand left her left hip and was gone. So now I got one hand on the hip, one hand is missing. Immediately, she looks back over her left shoulder and goes, I know what you're up to. <laughs> so wait a minute. The dead giveaway. Busted uh, on literally. the spot. Wow. Unbelievable. So she turned around right away. What are you doing? I know Immediately. What you're t- <laughs> I know what you're up to. 
That is the quote. I but, started hysterically laughing at that point, and then the moment was over. But see, it didn't stop the moment. So that's that's pretty funny. So you, you got through it. Oh, laughing and oh, moaning all at the same time. I, don't I need the third it. hand. You need the third hand. As you always talk about, that's what you want in the bedroom, the third hand. Um, so you were caught. Ah, oh, jeez, man. cold. You got to set it up, I think, ahead of time. Like it's a nanny. I did. I said, I no, thought like, I set this like up Like it's perfectly. a nanny cam. Like you can't pick it well, up. Correct. You need to have a free. Right. Yeah, I'm going to now start putting hidden cameras in my home? I don't think so. Now, there's something else that happened with Jackie that you uh, told her this week that I was proud of you for. Yeah, my wife was bitching at me because I told her she needed to go back in the store and, and return something, get your money back. This is not right. And she didn't, she was she was like, oh, I don't want to do... And I said, be like Bethany. You got to be like Bethany on this one, all right? You got to go in there and fight for what's right. Yeah, that's right. I was like Babs with the with the power washer. I got a brand new power yes. washer from the company. It was legit. They sent me a bum power washer yeah. the first time. Breaks. I got annoyed after a couple of uses. Breaks. That is unacceptable. And you talked me into it because I was just going to give up. After I went to Home Depot and they said, ah, there's really nothing you could do. I was like, no, oh, no, no. Write an email. You said, no. No. You said, you, get, you email them. Email the you company. You email them. Tell them it's unacceptable. Use these words. You always go to the store first. When the store fails, you write the email to the company. And when they say, you need to return it to uh, this certain store, you go, I can't. I can't leave my house. I can't leave my family. I work a job seven days a week, 24-7. That's how I feed my family. You want me to leave my family? Next thing you know, all right, crazy person, you will get the free power washer. Do not settle until every single thing is free. That's Bethany Babchick's way. And I need to go tell Beth to be more like Jackie and allow me to film her. Well, I'm doing it mad dog style. Well, we don't. Well. There, there, were, there was no allowance there, but you could get away with it. <laughs> we got to get away with it. She did uh, chuckle. You got to be like Jackie in the bedroom. <laughs> now, we all need to be like mad dog Chris Russo in radio. Why? Because he's now in the Radio Hall of Fame. Not because he's filthy rich. Well, that would probably be. I'd actually rather that than this big ceremony in Chicago. I'll pass, I'll pass on the Hall of Fame. Just give me the paycheck. Yeah, it's cold in Chicago in November. I'll take the money as well. And Mando Chris Rizzo gave some tips. Uh, in fact, he gave the perfect formula for all you young broadcasters out there. Yeah, I'm talking to you, Jai, in Baltimore. You want to be like Mando Chris Russo? This is his key to success. And I've thought about this a lot, too, is that a lot in the— Remember, I was an only child. And, Wait, what? you know, I had plenty of sp- friends who were sports fans. But who did I talk to growing up as a little kid? Myself. Oh, boy. <laughs> I didn't have an older brother, younger brother, or sister who loved sports. Even my father was, he liked the Yankees, Tamagio. But it was myself. <laughs> so he just talked to himself. Wait a minute. So the key to success in yes. life, talk to yourself. On the street, at home, at the library, at a game, talk to yourself. Because Russo did it, and he's insane, but yet he made it. What's crazy is he's still doing it. Well, yeah. I mean, I we've mean, gone over this many times. Don't fix it. <laughs> I've sat there on the the fourth floor of the palatial mm. uh, Russo compound. Ah, oh, up in I'm that attic. In that's the, not I'm an attic. Sitting, no attic. No this attic. No attic, I, man. I know that. His attic's nicer than my whole house. Uh, I know. I'll be sitting in the adjacent room to where he does his show working and all of a sudden I hear a full-blown conversation and it's coming from the bathroom and hey, listen you're good enough you're smart enough and <laughs> gosh darn it people love you it is amazing now shake it off two times otherwise you're playing with it now let's uh let's get it going uh, take two at the right let's go it's more of a it's just a low murmur it's like mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. what do you want me to do about that like it's, uh, are you crazy just it, it's a running dialogue yeah it's really it's it's unnerving I like when I'm in, you get it out with the wife and I want to say something nasty I do like the low murmur and like she'll go what'd you say I'm like nah I'm just talking to myself 
But in reality, I said, God, I hate you. I can't stand you. God damn it. God, you just pissed me off so much. I mean, really, I hope you die. Please leave. Please Wait, what'd you say? No, I'm talking to myself. Mad Dog told me it's the key to success. Oh, okay, okay. Just leave right now. I mean, seriously. I'll never, I never oh, want to see you again. What? Oh, no, no. I'm just trying to be a better broadcaster. I got to use that. I got to use that. I'm going to start doing that. I'm just going to start walking. You suck so much. And uh, really, I could find a better woman than you. I mean, you're in Albany 9, but you're New York 6. What? No, well, dog told me that I, I want to be a Hall of Famer one day. And so, oh, okay, all right, that's fine. Now, Steve Torrey is also an only child. He talks himself on Man Dog Daily, weeknight, 6 p.m. Eastern time. <laughs> and here's Torrey talking about Julio Jones, the big signing. This is the big news of the week, Julio Jones to the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. It's not all really? about you, doggy. There was some sports as well. Um, So, you know, that's <laughs> something that you have to obviously consider. Big start. But it... it you know, it's he's not going to have to be the number one guy in Tom Brady's offense. That's true. Steve. Right? I mean, yeah. that, that's the other thing to consider. You're right. So, yep. and, um, oh boy. you know, everybody out there probably says to themselves, oh geez, really? See? To himself. I mean, like, the, like do they really need to do that? Yeah. But, yeah. you know, mm. and, 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 and naturally, you know, if, yeah. you, if, you, if you say to yourself that, you know, if anyone's going to sort of resurrect <laughs> Julio Jones' career, it's Tom Brady. Well, right. Right? Right. I mean, doesn't that thought go through your mind? Uh, you're so right, Steve. There's Steve Torrey, Mad Dog Daily, uh, weeknights. <laughs> and, and, oh, and the funny thing is, you know, obviously Julio Jones came very close to you beating thought, Brady's Patriots in that game yeah. that they blew uh, with the Falcons at 28-3, to uh-huh. and now he can actually get his ring by joining Tom Brady. The irony. And there is Steve Torrey, Mad Dog wow, Daily, just talking to himself. So Torrey was talking to himself also, like, huh, huh, uh, you know. That irony. And, uh, I mean, uh, you know, but um, – uh, um, what? What? Uh, uh, Julio Jones. <laughs> it could be a good buck. And so there's a Tory. So that's the key. Just talk to yourself, man. That's the key. Now, look, if you are a great broadcaster, you get to go on many different trips. As a child, uh, honestly, if I'm being honest, I went to Israel to have my big bar mitzvah. Uh, my parents ran out of money after uh, my brother Paul's bar mitzvah. He had a big party. I had hot dogs, and I played ping pong in the backyard. And then I took a trip because I was free. They scammed the system. Yeah. You didn't get involved in any kind of sinkholes in a pool, did you? <laughs> no. That was no. the worst story I've ever That's seen. The worst story. The worst video I've seen this week was a pool in Israel. There was a sinkhole. They didn't know it. Obviously, it wasn't built well. Why would you ask for a permit? Permits are expensive. Just dig your own hole. <laughs> dig dig your own hole. Liner, be fine. a liner on it. Put a, put a tarp over it and fill it up with water. The next time someone makes fun of your pool, you show them that video. You're so right. Hey, Eddie, you're not getting dragged down. You might rip up your feet a little bit. All right, you you skinned your knuckle, your feet are a little raw on the bottom. You didn't end up in a sinkhole. Yeah, maybe the chemicals are a tiny bit off, your eyes are a little red, but you're never sucked in. Uh, That was a tragedy. Life's fragile. We understand this. You get on a plane, you understand, okay, maybe I don't come back. Chances are rare. You go play golf, I could get struck by lightning. Also, (laughs) Not not right. common, Lightning but strikes. it could happen. You go swimming in someone's backyard. The worst thing you think could happen, maybe a little inner ear issue, a little mm-hmm. water in the mm-hmm. ear. Mm-hmm. Maybe, like you said, the pH in the pool, a rash. Yeah. Maybe you don't expect to die in the pool. <laughs> I really just don't. Dying in a sinkhole might be one of the worst. It's got to be one of the worst things. That and being eaten by a shark. Yeah, you, you know realize what? both things are happening, and it's just got to be horrendous. You know what? Eating by a shark, though, isn't that... Dangerous. Like everyone's like, oh, that's the scariest thing. If you have ten shark deaths a year in this country, that's a well, record. Again, the odd, yeah, the odds are with you that right. it won't happen. Doesn't take away from the fact that it's terrifying, which is what well, Eddie of is course. saying. It, that, that's true. But everything's terrifying. Scott, ter- anything, Scott. 
Sure, anything could be terrifying. You can be thrown off a building, you know, but a good point. it doesn't happen anything enough. That, anything that involves death is terrifying. You All know of my, it. my two big fears. Yeah. One of them is getting into an elevator and falling down an elevator shaft. Okay. So you're not paying attention. The door's open. You know, you turn and step. Boom. All right, wait a gone. minute. This is Eddie's power rankings of fear. <laughs> so um, number is that number four? That's number two. Okay, that's number two, the elevator well, shaft. What's number one, I had four one, big fears in life. Nuclear war was one. As Nuclear a kid, war. Number four. Okay. The Bermuda Triangle, we went over this, was <laughs> <Yeah>. three. <laughs> Falling through an elevator shaft. <laughs> and number one on the power rankings of Eddie Erickson's biggest fears? Number one. Uh, the brain-eating amoeba when you get into a warm water lake. Which I will not. I will not swim in. It's very but specific. That is very specific. <laughs> no, it happens. So there was just another one that there's at least one a summer that I read about, yeah. and it, it freaks you out because it gets up through your nasal passage. Yeah, and there's well, nothing you can do about it. That's it. You're do done. Do you not swim in a lake? So you I refuse swim, to? But you no, don't go to Lake George every year? I swim up at Lake George. Lake George. No amoebas? The, wa the water's too cold. Yeah. Okay. The water's too cold. Okay. It has to be a warm. These are southern lakes. It's amazing. There Bermuda should be a public service. Dude, stay out of the lakes. Bermuda Triangle is the most wild one on this fear list, though. Because well, that was I don't even know if it's real. <laughs> I don't even go top five. Top four fears. Top four Bermuda fears. Bermuda Triangle, nuclear war, yep. elevator shafts. amoebas, and elevator shafts. Those are my big four. My father, you know, a big part of his law, he did years and years of cases of people who died in elevators. Elevator oh, repairmen. Um, oh, my father. So, so I've it's seen, real. Oh, it's real. I've seen many pictures of people at the bottom of those elevators. Not good. Oh. Now, luckily enough, after elevator shaft, he went into breast implant um, malpractice. <laughs> And he had pictures and pictures <laughs> of women with lopsided boobies. That was much better. Those pictures, I was like, Dad, I'm ready to hear about your work day. Tell me the doctor, more. The doctor on Stern that used to bring those pictures to before and after. <laughs> but then, the, but if after went wrong, you know, that's where my dad got involved, and he had to, you know, represent the insurance company. Pesky saline. Hey, Eddie, nuclear fallout, nuclear war. You will be the first to get under your desk, and you Can should you be, be proud of that. Think about this. The worst thing. I'm I'm in Bermuda. There's a nuclear war, and I run to get to the elevator and fall down a shaft. They, they yeah. Big three. And, and, you know, Bermuda, that warm water could be an amoeba in there. <laughs> you got it. You know what? Stay wow. away. It I could, might not sleep tonight. It, it, it could happen. All right, so I went to Israel with the family years ago when I was 13, and I talked about my trip on Morning Men this week with Evan Cole, Mike Patrick, Willie Cologne. I've been to Israel. All right, I got a free trip for my uh, bar mitzvah. I had a Of course, the family, you know, went. And me and my brother, we <laughs> really? were in that Dead Sea, and then we did a banana boat. We were the first banana boat boys. Way past, the, you know, before LeBron James, Chris Paul, <laughs> and Mello, they learned it from me and uh, Paul Patrick. And we were on that banana boat, and my brother was in front of me, and he didn't let go on one of the big turns. You know, you have to let go because otherwise you go underwater. So the guy's like, next time I do the big turn, everybody let, you know, let go. My brother was so nervous, he let go too early. His ass flew into the kid behind him who blew, who fell into me. The kid had bro a broken nose. It was Damn. all bloody. My brother fell off the banana boat. When the boat came to pick up my brother in Israel, they pulled him out. He lost his bathing suit, and they had to pull him out butt naked. That's a, that's a true story. My brother was naked in the Dead Sea and had the exact thing that Bruce Pearl was warning about, which is why I know about the high... Salinity. 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 Bruce Pearl is, is obviously the coach of Auburn. He took his what? team to Israel because, because there's a the connection salt, there. Right? It's the salt. Yeah, it's the yeah. Sal yes, 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 very yes, good. Yes. Eddie, it's the salt. You could float in that sea. It's crazy. But if you fart and you open up your orifice, what? salt gets in there. They tell you not to fart in the Dead Sea. <laughs> it's like the amoeba. Uh, 
Great, um, another fear now. Yeah. <laughs> Israel's off the list. I All right. It. I'm done. Eddie Erickson's fifth fear, <laughs> farting in the Dead Sea. <laughs> Be very careful. You don't want to get salt in your eyes or in any orifice. Oh, orifice is a fun word Although, to say. I gotta, I gotta, I'm going to add one more. If we, okay. keep, if we keep making these trips to New York City for work, the fear of the subway, the oh, one, yeah. the yeah. one train for the three minutes that I'm trapped in that metal tube, that is really becoming fear factor, yeah. okay? Oh, yo, right. very yeah. good. And there was another... I I saw some video this week. I think Eddie actually sent it to me where they were doing the slip and slide on the subway in that train. That's another thing. My father, his big case was slip and slide. That's what put him in the business. That's what, you know, he made his his, uh, his salad. What is the expression? Bones. He made his bones. Not a salad. Bones <laughs> on the slip and slide. And how did he get paid? Not in money. But we had 50 slip and slides at my house. Don't set them up. Sounds excessive. Don't set them up in front of a brick wall. That usually leads to problems. But we- do use them on the subway. I should have sent my sister-in-law there to uh, <laughs> get a slip and slide. <laughs> <laughs> Top off. Top oh. off. What a day. Oh, now Eddie. Memory now, burn. Well, now we lost Eddie for the rest of the program, but <laughs> the program's over. Uh, he's oh, thinking about man. his his wife's sister's boobies. Uh, Steve Torrey, were you pleased Old-timers. with our Old-timers. performance today? I'm not even sure I know. Interesting. Mm. Woo-hoo. Mm. Very interesting. So that, uh, we, we made it. Uh, the, uh, woo-hoo. This is Steve Torrey coming at you here on Nando Sports Radio. Oh, another episode of Hall of Fame, Babchick's Morning After, in the books for Hall of Fame, Reddy Harrison. And, well, Scott, right. Scott, you know, no Hall of Fame for Scott. And it. thanks to the Toilet Bowl Club, the TBC, they listen on the bowl. Nice Foul's their leader, and he tells me that Smiggly Foul gets his first flush and will be rocking a Speedo on the beach this summer, just like me. No, it's a Babito. Don't forget to download, subscribe, and follow Patrick's Morning After anywhere you get your podcasts. And I do mean anywhere until next time. It's time to get my weekend on. This was Mike Babchick's Morning After. Now time to put your head down and start the walk of shame. Talk to you next time. If there is next time.